Hey, we want to thank you so much for watching this message and honestly the privilege of letting us teach God's Word to you week in and week out. And uh, we want to give you an invitation now to express your gratitude to God for what He's doing in the world, in your life, in our ministry, uh, through a year-end expansion offering. And we have people literally from all, all over the place who say, this is a chance for me to say, thank you, God, for Fresh Life, and we want it to get louder and bigger and reach more people. That's right. The, the, there's always room at the table, and so we want to invite you to be a part of what God is doing and the people that He's bringing in and the, the lives that are being changed. So we're asking that you you would join us um, with faith in giving. And we say join us because this for us is something that's our favorite thing every year. To stretch ourselves, to challenge ourselves, to believe God for more. Mm. That blessing on our home, on all the things we put our hands to, but also most importantly, our hearts. And so this is a chance for you, whether it's $50, if that's stretched, then great. If it's $100, if you're able to say, hey look, I'm going to give $50,000 or $300,000 and make a gesture uh, that I want God to use this ministry to touch more people. Uh, we'll be so grateful to be linked up with you in that way. Uh, but thank you so much for considering and asking that question, God, what would you have me to do? Mm. And you can get all the information on the outreach initiatives and the dreams for building expansion and all the rest at freshlife.church slash the table. Uh, there's also, of course, the option to give in stocks and in crypto and any questions you might have, you can talk to our accounting team there at that website. Well, welcome to the table. We're in this season in our church where um, it's all about vision. It's all about generosity. It's all about God letting us be a part of setting the table and pulling up chairs for those in our lives and especially for those who need hope, who need Jesus, who need strength in their lives. And so this is the season that we're in. Um, this series of messages have just been life-changing for me. I'm so thankful that we're in a house where our pastor leads and teaches the word and um, we are healthy. I don't know if you know this, but if you're in this church, if you're planted in this church, you're healthy. We're healthy together. We're growing. And um, this is such a beautiful time of year. And we're also simultaneously celebrating the Christmas season and um, the adventure to Christmas. And it's all about Jesus. And um, my assignment today, my job today, is to talk about the table, um, but a tiny table. And so I don't know what comes to your mind when you think of the kids' table. I don't know if you have any like bad experiences in your life growing up where you were made to sit at the kids' table. <laughs> um, I know that there's a season of life, maybe when you're like fifth, fifth through seventh grade, maybe a little bit older, where you're forced to sit at the kids' table and you like have to deal with little Freddie throwing up on everyone and all the adults are having so much fun, clearly at the adult table, and you're just longing to be a part of the real fun, but you're just stuck like a big kid with your knees all up um, at, the, <laughs> at the kids' table. But what I want to talk today about is um, how God loves the kids' table. And I think that if we're all honest, 
we all always want to be at the kids' table too because it's so much more fun. And the kids say the darndest things and it, they just keep things um, so fun. They keep you on your toes asking all the questions. And um, today we are going to look at the book of Mark, chapter 10. So if you want to turn there, we also have it on the screen. Verse 13, it says, Then they brought little children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. And Father, we just ask that as we read your word, as we look into it, as we study it, that you would open up our eyes to see. Lord, each of us are in different places in life right now. We're in different seasons, different journeys, um, experiencing different pain, different joys, different grief, but we're all gathered together because you are the one who binds us together. You're the one who speaks peace. You're the one who is peace. And so as we open your word today, God, would you speak to our hearts? We need you. Help us to see in Jesus' name, amen. The kids' table. I wanted to invite some um, of my little friends to come help me. Um, Just kind of put us in the moment because I just imagine Jesus sitting there. He's probably just sitting there with his disciples. They're talking in Mark. It talks about how they were talking about divorce and that's not good. And what if we do this? And what if we do this? In another um, passage of scripture, I think it's Luke. um, The disciples are fighting about who's the greatest. Literally, it's like they're with Jesus and they're fighting about who's the greatest. But they're, they're talking and then all of a sudden, these parents come or caregivers, grandparents come with a bunch of kids. And so immediately the disciples are like, oh, you guys, no, no, no. Jesus doesn't have time for you guys. Just go, just go, just go. And Jesus is sitting there and he saw it. The passage that we read, it says he saw, like he literally, he's there. He's in the conversation. He sees this happening. And it says he was greatly displeased. And that word says that he was really angry that the disciples would rebuke, turn away people who are wanting to bring their kids to Jesus so that he could bless them. He was angry. And then he told them, which I love, this just moment, he literally takes this moment that happens and he teaches his disciples, hey, I'm really angry right now. (laughs) He wasn't passive aggressive about it. He just told them, hey, I'm really angry right now. But Please tell them to bring the kids back to me. Let the little children come to me and don't forbid them. And so with that in our mind, we're just, kids are coming. I have some friends who are gonna help me. Oh, there's Lennox. Hey, careful, let's be gentle with our cousin. 
This is literally my nephew, Archer. Um, we have Everly. We have Porter. Thank you, guys. Here, if you want to come sit down at the table, can I help you? Here, ready? Oh. Hopefully he's, are you good to sit at a table? Will you fall off? Okay, there you go. Everly, would you like to sit at the table? But just, and this is um, four little kids, but I just imagine these parents coming, they're bringing their kids to Jesus so that he could touch them and bless them and speak life over them and say, you are so loved, you are so called, you are chosen, you are made by God. And imagining this, I love, touch is actually an essential um, human need. When touch is nurturing and loving and kind and wanted by the child, it's actually key to their development. And so to encourage any parents any grandparents, any caregivers, that snuggling and touching is so healthy for them. Good, good touch. And then there's one passage, the passage in Matthew that talks about this, says that they brought infants to him. So we have a little infant. Oh, did she fall asleep? <laughs> she was just awake. Oh, sweetie. Oh, thank you, Samantha. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, don't scratch your eye. This is Charlotte. And she's the beautiful little girl of Ryan and Samantha Corbett. Ryan is in our creative team and Samantha directs our outreach and they're both just amazing. Oh gosh. But I just imagine people bringing babies to Jesus and him holding them close to his heart. And it says... He took them in his arms. He laid his hands on them. And he blessed them. Oh my gosh. I just wish I could just preach with her in my arms the whole time. I'm now at the stage where Lennox is my youngest. And whenever I go anywhere and I just see see babies, I'm like, oh my, I just need to hold that baby. I just need to hold that baby. Right? What are you doing? (laughs) Jesus loves the kids' table. Jesus loves the little children. He told his disciples, don't. Are you sneaking up on me? Don't forbid them. Let the little, do you need to go to the, okay. Well, that's great. Um, Thank you guys for helping me. Thank you so much. Can I help you, Porter? Thank you, buddy. Here, do you want to get down? Thanks, Archer. You can go back to class now. Yes, very good. Thank you, Samantha. Oh my gosh, she's so sweet. You just bring kids into it and it's the best. But here's Jesus, he's saying, don't forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, 
is all about the little ones, is all about the children. It's all about the, the child, the childlike faith, the childlike dependence, the childlike trust and belief. The kingdom of God belongs to ones such as these. And so we're gonna look a little deeper into this and just see what God has for us um, in this scripture. Um, I love that Jesus said, let them come. Let them come close to me. Bring them closer, bring them closer, bring them closer. And it's so interesting to me because um, in this day, and actually even all throughout the Bible, we see that it was normal for parents to bring their kids to the temple, to church, to their elders, so that they could bless their babies and bless their kids. And so it was actually abnormal for the disciples to um, shoo these families away because this was actually something that would normally have happened. And it's interesting because Jesus clearly was angry that they did this. So he was not on the same page and he was like, no, let him come to me. But it was almost like you could see the disciples were the ones that were um, tired, hungry, hangry. And like when they saw the families with the kids coming, they knew that this was gonna take like hours longer than what they had expected because they knew, gosh, Jesus loves the children. He's always gonna take time and bless them and talk to the parents and blah, blah, blah. So maybe they were the ones that were rebuking them because they didn't want the children and they were projecting that onto Jesus. And this is convicting for me because I think so often I'm trying to teach my kids. I'm trying to love my kids and train my kids. And I'm looking at them with stern eyes. And I'm not let, just letting them run to me. And I'm not being the, the loving, kind mom that I'm meant to be, I'm born to be. And I just imagine that that could be projecting onto how they see Jesus and how they see God, and that's a big responsibility. But what I'm trying to say is that no matter how we live and parent, God is able to reach our kids and love our kids. But we do have a responsibility to train and teach and protect and love our kids and help them and train them. But um, we can tend to project what we feel onto who God is, and that's how our kids can sometimes see God. Jesus was basically saying, these kids have an all access pass to me. They're always allowed. They're always allowed. My title um, of this message is um, come closer to the magic of Christmas. And we're in the Christmas season. And I don't know how you feel about the word magic, but I used it. So you can send an email saying that you don't believe in magic and I, that's fine. But the, the idea is we're meant to lean in and come closer to the magic of Christmas, which is Jesus. And how do we do that? We come to the kid's table. We sit at the kid's table, the place where God loves to be because he loves, he loves kids. He loves this heart that we're meant to be. The first, um, first point I have is Jesus loves kids. And I'm gonna tell you again, I tell this to you almost every time I teach, but I'm a simple girl. This is gonna be super simple, but I think this is what we need to hear and to know how to, 
to love and teach our kids. And the fact that our kids are important, kids are important to God. So the first point is Jesus loves kids. Do you love my huge paper? I knew you would. Jesus says, let them come. Let them come. Psalm 127 verse three says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. Jesus loves kids and so should we. And I know that there are some of us who are like, well, I'm not really a kid's person or I'm not really a baby person or I don't really do that age. And I get it because there are some ages that light me up. I actually do love babies and I do love toddlers and I do love all the stages, but there, there are some of, some of us that light up. And so if that's you and you're like, I love kids, but you don't have an outlet, maybe you don't have kids at home, then maybe Fresh Life Kids, serving in Fresh Life Kids is for you. And I wanna encourage you to listen to what God might be leading you to do um, because that would be amazing. We're missing you in there. Um, number two, Jesus loves to use kids. Jesus loves to use kids. Matthew 18, <clears throat> the disciples were also, I think they talked about this a lot, but they were talking about who's the greatest in the kingdom again. And it says in verse two, then Jesus called a little child to him because the disciples literally said, uh, God, who is then the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus said, he just called a little kid. Come on, come on, little Jojo over here. You come over here. And he sets them in the middle of them. So you can imagine disciples are all there fighting, wondering who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus is like, look at this little kid. He set him in the midst of them and said, assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Whoever humbles, and I love that, whoever, this is for anyone, anyone, whoever humbles himself like this little child. And what's so profound, and in Mark, after, after this happens, um, there was a religious young teacher who comes to him and is like, hey, um, Jesus, I kept all the rules, like all the 10 commandments, I kept them all since I was very young. What do I need to, what else do I need to do? And Jesus talks to him and says, go sell all that you have and come and follow me. And it said that that was very hard for this man to hear because he had a lot of things. He had a lot of riches. And it's interesting because you, you see the juxtaposition of that, the little kid in the midst of them, probably picking his nose, running around like what Lennox was doing, pretending he was going to the bathroom. Such a classic little boy thing. But then you see this young man who feels like he has it all together and, has, and thinks that all that he's doing is what's gonna get him to heaven and get him into the kingdom. But that's the exact picture that God wants us to see is that no, it's not what we do that's gonna get us to heaven. It's who we believe in. It's Jesus and the faith of this little child of trust. Like this a little child, I mean, think of little Charlotte I was holding. 
she can do nothing for herself, literally. She depends fully on her mom to feed her, her dad to take care of her, change diaper, put her to sleep, feed her again, change her diaper again. Like literally that's the season they're in right now. And if you're in that season, you are in it. And I just wanna acknowledge that you are in this season and that it is hard and it probably feels like you will never get out of this season, but you will. And the days are long, the years are short. God has you right where he has you for such a time as this. Love your babies. It's gonna be okay. Um, But literally, Charlotte cannot do anything for herself. And And you bring this to the idea of salvation. When we think, oh, if I do this, if I do this, if I go here, if I'm this, if I have this job, if I can do this, then then God will love me. But he just sees us as a little child, helpless and full dependence. Not, she's not able to crawl away. She's not able to feed herself. She's not able to do anything. It's just this idea of this childlike faith and wonder and curiosity and sweetness. Jesus loves to use kids. Here's the thing, church. There's no junior high Holy Spirit. There's no like back of the, back of the room, back of the bus, back of the like lower level Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the same for all of us. And God can use little children. He loves to use little children. The, the questions that my kids ask me, I'm always like, hmm, let's ask Alexa. (laughs) Alexa, what is this? And um, they actually usually don't even ask me anymore. They just ask Alexa. But there's things about life that it's like, how do we navigate this? How do we do this? And I just love the perspective that God uses kids in our lives so powerfully and so beautifully, and he's at work in them. And really, it's our job as parents, as grandparents, as caregivers, as leaders in this house, as family of God. Listen, church, we are a grove. We are meant to be a grove of trees that our roots go down deep, intertwining, mingling with each other, being a source of strength for each other. That's what we're meant to be. We're meant to have our roots planted down Deep. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will be fresh and flourishing. This is what we're meant to be. We're meant to be this for each other. And one thing I'm so thankful for, I've said it before, is that my kids are growing up seeing you. They're seeing this is how I work for God's glory. This is how I go to school. This is how I go to sixth grade. This is how I go into my senior year of high school. We're seeing, we're living our lives and we're able to grow and be changed and benefited because of our faith together. So as it comes to raising our kids, we need you. You may not have kids, but you are needed. You're part of this household of faith. You're part of this brick by brick people within the house of God building the church of God. We need each other. Don't come to church and say, I don't know. I I didn't meet anybody. I I just, it's not not really special. Like I'm not getting plugged in. Would you please go to the house party, go to the Fresh Life house party 
talk to people who have the shirt, I'm happy to help. We literally have people who are wearing shirts that say, I am happy to help. And they are happy to help. (laughs) Come and ask questions. How can I get involved? How can I get into a, a fresh life group? How can I serve? How can I give? How can I be a part? You are needed. You are wanted. You belong here. Number three, Jesus calls us to love kids. Jesus calls us to love kids. The kids in our home, the kids in our church, the kids in our lives. We have fresh life kids. We have fresh life students. We have young adults, fresh life young adults. Um, I'm not saying that you young adults and students are kids, but you're the youth of this house. And we are a youth-led movement. And what that means is we seek to pour into and disciple and teach and train the youth of our church so that they can walk in all that God has for them so that they can live the life that God's called them to live. And I was looking at that youth led movement and I was like, it's not just letting youth lead because it's awesome. Every once in a while you might see a little kid who looks like maybe they can't even carry the camera up here like um, do, doing production work and that's great. We want our, our youth to serve and to love God, but it's not just that. It's leading them. It's a movement of youth being led. It's a, a youth movement that is led. It's a movement that leads youth. So yes, we want the youth to lead, but we also want to lead the youth. So that's, that's who we are as a church. That's our heart. We don't do it perfectly, but we're growing. But I believe that that's God's heart for our youth, but that's also God's heart for us to consider how are we investing in our youth? How are we investing in our kids? How are we investing in the very ones that God said, don't forbid them. Let them come to me. Don't forbid them. Number four. Actually, no, not yet. Um, I want to encourage you to learn about the kids in your life. And I'm not a big podcast listener because I always feel like I'm getting like dumped on with all the information and then I just like it's just too much. It's like I go into overload. (laughs) Um, But this one is so helpful. So if you have kids, if you have kids in your life, if you serve on our kids team, and that includes youth, um, it's called Raising Boys and Girls. And there's this uh, season part where it talks about um, who they are at this phase, at this stage, and then what they need. Who they are at this stage from zero to three and what they need, who they are at three to seven and what they need. And it's different for boys and girls because boys develop a little bit um, more slowly than girls. It's not a bad thing. It's just what really is, that's just what science and happens. But um, it's so helpful because it's, it's not like, oh, you should parent this way. It's more like, this is what's going on in their brains. This is what's going on in their bodies. And this is actually how they need you to train them and teach them. And so it's so helpful. And so I, that's probably the one podcast that I've shared with anyone and everyone that I have a conversation with who's like, I don't know how to lead these um, students because their ages, um, 
11 through 13, and I just feel so far removed from that time in my life. And it's like, just listen to this and be reminded that it's normal, what they're going through and how you can reach them. It's so helpful. Um, But I just want to encourage you, those of you with kids in your life, to learn about the kids in your life and the stages of life that they're at. It's so helpful in training and teaching and leading. Um, I'm also reading um, Raising Emotionally Strong Boys, which is um, um, so helpful. And then raising worry-free girls, which this day and age, our kids are worrying more. Um, and then the strong-willed child. If you have a strong-willed child, this book is very helpful. Um, I need all the help I can get, you guys. Um, so learn, learn these little ones need us. They need us to lead them. Yes, God is working in them and God has a plan for them right here and right now. But our kids in our lives need us to teach them the truth. They need us to lead them, their identity, who they are in Christ, who God made them to be. This is all very important. And we have the great privilege and the great responsibility for teaching our kids and leading them and loving them and protecting them and empowering them. So I just want to um, remind you, and I'm teaching to myself right now, the beauty and the power of being in these kids' lives. Number four, Jesus calls us his kids and he calls us to be like kids. He says in this passage, he says, for of such, these little, kid, these little children, for of such is the kingdom of God. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. We are meant to have a childlike wonder and awe and humility. He said, who, in the other passage, whoever humbles himself like this child. Humility is key, church. Humility is so key as we relate to God, as we relate to each other. Humility, becoming like kids. He calls us his kids. First John 3, 1 says, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. He calls us his children. We're meant to be his children. Number five, almost done here. Jesus calls us to do everything we can to reach kids. Jesus calls us to do everything we can to reach kids. And he he, he literally showed us the way he said, Let the little children come. Don't forbid them for such is the kingdom of heaven. But he takes them up in his arms and he blesses them. And I believe as a church, we're meant to do the same. We're meant to bring kids along. Let the little children come. Bring them to Fresh Life Kids where they're learning about Jesus. They're learning about faith. They're learning about God at their level. And we're meant to... Make it easy for kids to learn about God. If you um, were in this, this season, this year-end offering season, and last week we, we got to bring our year-end offerings, and this is above and beyond our tithe, above and beyond normal offerings, where we come and we give sacrificially. And specifically, um, if you received our little table invitation, we have the little... Um, booklet thing that shares the outreach initiatives that we get to be a part of. You guys, so many of them support kids. 
support families. Um, we've got um, A21, and we're supporting um, children who are, are caught in human trafficking, which is sadly and horrifyingly a reality. Children caught in sex trafficking, human trafficking. We have Believe Academy that we're supporting, funding a bus and a driver to transport children from rural Nicaragua um, to educational programs that they otherwise would never be able to access. These are things that we are giving to and being a part of providing charity water, providing clean water. Babies actually need clean water. We all need clean water, but little children need clean water in order to grow, in order to be healthy. One child, we're supporting the Happy Horizons Ranch, a facility that takes in children who have survived sexual abuse and human trafficking in the Philippines. And then we're, we have places in all over, um, in Billings, um, La Vie, Early Pregnancy Services, Boys and Girls Clubs, um, the Heart Locker. We provide, we provide clothing and warmth for homeless youth in our our city, Hope Pregnancy Center. Um, in Portland, we get to support the Union Gospel Mission. We're, we're giving to this mission and it's building a new career center that will provide housing, meals, and program services for 80 homeless women and children. And this is God's heart. And last week we gave, but up until the end of the year, you can still bring your offerings. We actually have the boxes here if you wanted in this next, in the, the final song that we're gonna sing, if you wanna bring those, you can. We have a little card um, to give you that has a verse, Luke 22, 29 through 30, and then a little space for you to write your word for the year, the, the thing that you're feeling like God's wanting you to kind of focus on this year. Um, but God wants us to do everything we can to raise up children, to pour into them, to love them. And yes, that's giving. And if you're in a place where you're like, I can't, I can't really serve, I don't have kids, but I can't really serve in this way, give, give generously. Maybe you can't give at the moment, but you do have time and you can serve in Fresh Life students. You can serve in Fresh Life Kids or in maybe starting a young adults group or I don't know what it is. I believe that there's some ideas stirring up even now all across our church of ways that you can be a part. And for someone like me where I have kids at home, it's a challenge to know how to parent. How do I discipline? How do I disciple? How do I, I don't know what I'm doing and that's why I'm reading all these things and but ultimately, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Yes, we're learning these things about our kids and how to love, but we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. And that's my prayer for each and every one of you all across our church, that you would hear from the Lord. That he would speak so clearly to you. There would just be a readiness, a leaning in to love and to serve in this way. Praying is huge. Maybe you can't do any of the other things, but you're like, how do I, how do I give prayer?
coming closer to the magic of Christmas, the only way we can come close to Jesus is because Jesus came close to us. Literally, Jesus, God in flesh, left the king's throne in heaven and came as a baby. He came down to the kid's table. He humbled himself so that we could have a relationship with him, so that we could have the heart that he has for the world, for children. This is who we are, church. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for how your word is alive. It challenges us. It changes us. It opens our eyes to see more of who you are, but also more of who you've called us to be. Lord, you're calling us to walk in the light as you are in the light. You're calling us to humble ourselves as you, Jesus, humbled yourself and came as a baby born, not even in a a clean hospital, but in a dirty cave laid in a manger with hay and animals drooling all around you. You were not in a clean place. You humbled yourself from the king's throne to the kid's table. And we thank you. And in this moment, I believe the Holy Spirit's moving and and that there's things shifting in your heart and in your mind. And I just wanna pray for anyone who, um, as a result of hearing this and and learning this and um, being reminded of this, that maybe you're feeling, um, feeling the Holy Spirit lead you in a way of, challenging you in parenting your kids, in grandparenting your kids, in caring for the kids in your life. And maybe it's specifically rising up to lead and to serve in a specific way in this house with with kids. I don't know what it is because God's speaking to you and I am not him and he um, is speaking to your heart. And so um, I just wanna give a time and place for anyone who as a result of this message just feels some thoughts stirring, some um, creativity, some ideas, some passion, some excitement for this very subject of of leaning in and pouring into and protecting and empowering our children. And I just want you to raise your hand and I wanna pray for you. If that's you, would you raise your hand? I wanna pray for you. Father, thank you so much for the hands going up all across our church. We're saying, yes, God. I need your touch. I need your creativity to even think about what this looks like for my own home, my own family, the kids in my life, the fresh life kids that I get to pour into week in and week out, the the students that I get to lead. If you're a student, maybe what that looks like for you serving or giving or um, being a big buddy to a little kid or whatever that looks like. But Lord, we just surrender to you. You're a God who speaks. And so here we are, we're your servants, we're listening. Would you speak to our hearts? Would you speak to us and show us 
the way that is pleasing to you in this specific area. I pray for every hand raised. I pray that you would fill them afresh with your Holy Spirit, that you would be lifted up in their lives, that you would lead them, that they would honor you every step. And when they mess up, and we all mess up, but when they mess up, that they would get back up, keep looking to you. If their prayer is, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you, that's a great prayer. Pray, Holy Spirit, that you would comfort them, that you'd call them up and out to what you have for them. You can put your hands down. And I also just wanna give a time and space for anyone who is hearing all this and maybe even at some point in this message realize I don't have a relationship with Jesus and I want him, I want him in my life. I want him to be the Lord of my life. And honestly, you could just say, yes. <laughs> you could look up and just say, yes, Jesus. You could say, I believe. You could say, help me. It's your heart before God. It's the belief, confessing. Believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord. He will save you. It's like we've, we're learning today. It's not about what you can do, what you have done, where you're at in life. It's about the fact that Jesus loves you. And he's calling you. He's saying, come on, come to me. And I will clean you. I will help you. I will do everything that you need because I am everything that you need. If that's you, I just, there, there's, a, there's so many different prayers, but it's literally like, it's not that really what the words, it's just your heart before him. So this church, we've got your back, don't we church? And we are gonna pray with you. And you could say something like this, dear God, I need you. I can't live without you. I surrender to you. Thank you for sending Jesus from his throne to the cave and to the cross. I give you my life. Change me from the inside out. In Jesus' name.